0: Look at all your beautiful faces. Please take a seat and join with me as we pray. Um, the last couple of days I've known that I am on prayer this Sunday, which is one of those times, you know when you know something is coming and so you're just more alert, you're just more aware of what the Lord might be saying or speaking into that situation. And I just had a sense, I was reminded that um corporate prayer is a wonderful opportunity to join together, but I have missed hearing your voices. I've missed hearing your prayers and How you're feeling. And so I would love to give everybody the opportunity this morning. And I'm very aware that we are, hello, everybody, saying hello to people who aren't actually with us in person. But we know that we're joined in spirit, don't we? We know that we serve the same God. We know that we are part of the same church family. And what a beautiful blessing that is. So this morning, I've got a few things that I would love us to bring to the Lord in prayer, but I'm actually going to invite each of you to pray. I'm going to invite you whether you're at home and you're praying just on your own, it will probably be difficult to hear because I don't think we're going to have a runner coming round with a microphone. Um, but just trust that what the Bible says is true, that where two or more are gathered, and I believe that's in spirit as well. Have you ever prayed with somebody over the phone for them? And what a blessing that is. You can't see one another, but that connection that happens in your hearts and your minds and your spirits as the Lord binds us together is so powerful. So let's trust that the God that we've just sung about, that man of sorrows, he's the God who carries our burdens, He's the God who knows us intimately. He created this entire world. When we come down to it, he gave us this building. He gives each of us that next breath. He loves us. He loves you. And we can come to him with full confidence. We can come to him with a cleansed heart and a cleansed mind, knowing that he is on our side that he has done all that is necessary to make us connected with him heart to heart. So we're going to pray together and I encourage you, if you're not normally the pray out loud type of person, that's okay too. But maybe the Lord will put something on your heart to share and trust that he will use that to edify his body, that's us. So would you join with me in prayer? And then I'm going to encourage you to just shout your prayers out. So big, loud voices, be praying in your spirit so that we can all say amen to what the Lord is doing amongst us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are a good God. Your faithfulness astounds us. When we look back through the Bible, we see your salvation history, your plan worked out through individuals, through people groups, And you now choose to use us, your church, your body, to work out your plans and purposes in our local area. Lord, make us alert to your Holy Spirit. Tune our ears to what you're wanting to say to us. Lord, we truly want to make a difference. But we can't do that on our own and in our own strength. Lord, we bring before you people in our congregation who need your healing touch we pray that they would know your hand on them right this moment. Holy Spirit, would you be at work in their, in their bodies, healing, renewing, refreshing, restoring. Lord, we pray for all of those in our different ministries across this church. Thank you for those people who give of their time to serve our young children and our young people, Lord, may they be blessed this morning. May they be blessed. And, Father, we pray for situations around the world as well. Thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you that these are never empty words when they're spoken to you. I just invite anybody who would like to to pray out loud. Lord, we just thank you that you are such a wonderful, faithful, good God. I pray for everybody here and everybody who's joining us at home. I pray for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit, that this week we would walk with you, that we would do those things each day to connect with you, to be alert to how you want to use us. We pray all of these things in Jesus' precious name, Amen. It's a baton change of the baby variety.
1: Well, may I may may I extend my welcome to you this morning, and um, also just to say how proud I am to see. Uh, so many people serving in the life of the church that uh, we as a body are equipped with many gifts and we, we prayed that this morning uh, before the service as the team and um, it's so wonderful to see worship leaders and singers and prayers and leaders, musicians um, and those who work behind the scenes too. Again, an amazing uh, work goes on behind the scenes to make things happen. Uh, this week, uh, again, some people were in here for a whole day making sure that we've ironing out some of the tech issues that we we had last week. So thank you guys. Uh, so so proud and so blessed to be part of a church that just longs to serve and, and use their gifts for his purposes. Uh, just wanted to Start this morning actually with some some great news. Got got a text this morning. We've been praying uh, for Bruce Foreman, and uh, this just came through from the prayer team. Um, saw Bruce yesterday. He's doing well. The DRS are thrilled with his progress. The cancer has been reduced in size, and he has an appetite and has gained a little weight. And the pain is managed. And he and Anne are very grateful for the prayers of the team. So isn't that fantastic news? We've been, been praying for Bruce. Um, and I just learned this morning that John Callis has got a, a fractured uh, vertebrae. So I just thought, you know, we've been talking about the move of move of God and what he's gonna be doing in this place. Can we just pray for John right now? Um, maybe yeah, just extend it. <laughs> it's all right. Uh Willie's the partial care; she's allowed to put her hand on it. Let's just pray for, pray for John, Lord. We just uh, lift John up to you now, uh, Lord. We've been been praying uh, for for your work and your activity to be evident uh, in this place and through us. And so, Lord, we just pray right now for for healing in John's body, uh, Lord. For him to feel uh, a touch of you uh, at work in him, uh, Lord. We thank you for the way that you uh, long to to be at work in our lives, and that you long to touch our hearts and heal our bodies. And so, Lord, we just pray for that healing right now, Uh, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I just want to start this morning, actually, with a, a true story. I'm just setting up something while I do that. I should have done this before. Um, that uh, you know how you've you've heard the the phrase um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do something rather sometimes it does actually take a rocket scientist to do do something NASA actually um, they invented a gun or more of a cannon that would uh, shoot uh, dead chickens and it was designed in order to test the windshields of space shuttles and um, other aviation uh, aircraft for the inevitable thing of hitting a bird in the sky. So they invented this, this cannon that would shoot these, these dead chickens at windshields to test their strength. Now, the, the company that made the fast trains in Britain heard about this this test, and they were making these fast trains. So they thought, we're going to come up with this same issue. So they borrowed this equipment from NASA and they used this to uh, test the the windshields of the high-speed trains. Now, to their horror, they used uh, the equipment and the chicken went through the windshield. It broke the cockpit driver's seat and embedded itself in the back of the cabin, and they were horrified. They thought, oh my goodness, we have a real problem here, a huge problem. So they actually sent the data to NASA and asked NASA to help them with their problem. And NASA replied with one sentence they said, Thaw the chicken. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Thor thaw, thaw the chicken they were using a frozen chicken to uh, shoot, and that 's why it smashed um, and it 's funny isn 't it sometimes uh, we can think we have the picture, but it's just sometimes there 's just one thing that 's out, or sometimes one question or one statement can actually stop us in our tracks. sometimes we can feel like we're we 're living the Christian life and then All of a sudden we're reading something or someone says something to us and it can just be one sentence and it can do something in our hearts. That happened to me uh, this week. There were two moments uh, this week. Uh, One, uh, my wife uh, spoke to me and she sort of shared where we're at as a family. And we used to do a lot of uh, devotions with our kids. Uh, at the meal time or before tea and you know, things have just been chaotic uh, in this time as the kids are getting older and and different things are happening and it was just the the gentle reminder of the importance of sharing the gospel with our kids of actually praying with our kids of actually declaring who Jesus is over them and 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 trusting God for their future and their blessing and so I was probably dwelling on that as I, I read through the Scriptures. And as I was reading uh, from Mark, uh, I felt the Lord really speak to me. And I just want to expand on that this morning uh, for you and, and trust that it would be a blessing for you too as you leave this place. So I just want to read from uh, Mark chapter 9. And I'm reading from the NLT. Uh, you might have a different translation. So after, this is uh, Jesus and the disciples, after they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. (laughs) He sat down, called the 12 disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first must take last place. And be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. Now, we might have uh, come across this passage of Scripture uh, many times, and it's a great reminder. In fact, uh, Jesus was the ultimate object lesson teacher, wasn't he? Uh, giving the disciples an object lesson by taking the child, a child who, in that uh, culture um, back in the day, had no no worth, no status, and they and saying, "Look, the kingdom of God is upside down. It's not about being great; it's about serving." Uh, and that's why we we go on about the, the serving in our church. Um. But it wasn't that part of the teaching that really spoke to me. If you put up that first um, bit of scripture again, Jesus simply asked his disciples a question. And the question was, what were you discussing out on the road? In other words, what were you talking about? Now, to this question, there is a bit of kind of accusation it's a bit like when a a parent opens the child's room and says what are you doing in here it's not that they're actually asking what they're doing they know that they're doing something wrong (laughs) and it's a bit like that with jesus what are you what were you talking about jesus full knew full well what they were talking about because then he went to teach them about about being great is to be last so but he asked this question and it's this question that really stumped me what are you talking about What are you talking about? Now, we we might say that to one another uh, in our comings and going. What are you talking about? And it struck me. But let's maybe rephrase the question. What are you dwelling on? Uh, What are you dreaming for? What are you pursuing? Uh, What are you sharing with others? What are you discussing with me as you journey with me? What is your main concern? What, are, what is your deepest heartfelt emotion? What do you care about most? Do you hear the question? What are you talking about? And for me, this really, really spoke to me. Because if I'm thinking about the last month or so, what have I been talking about? I've been talking about carpet and... Uh, Uh, restrictions and uh signing leases and all all those things are good uh birthday parties we've had three birthdays in four birthdays shows shows where my brain is at right now four birthdays in three weeks or something like that Uh, some of those things are good some of those things are important but where is where is jesus in my talking where is the gospel in my conversations uh particularly as perhaps many of us are struggling or or feeling certain things in this time. Uh, even more so, uh, where is where is the words of, of Scripture spoken over me? What am I saying to myself? What am I talking about? What am I talking about? And so I want to ask you guys the same question this morning. What are you talking about? What is it that is on the forefront of your minds? What is it that you... Uh, pursue? What is it that you uh, long to discuss with friends? Well, what's interesting is that Jesus says, what were you discussing as you walked along the road? It wasn't, what are you discussing in your small groups or at church? It was, what are you discussing as you go about your day-to-day life? As you're driving your kids to school? As you're having lunch in the staff room? As you're... As you're speaking and having morning tea after church, what are we talking about? I can guarantee one of you is talking about the football. <laughs> what are we talking about? Now what is, is really interesting uh, as we look at the structure of where this comes in in Scripture. Last week I spoke about Peter's great confession, uh, first statement of faith that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Mark also records uh, this uh, confession, and it's at the end of chapter eight. So, at the end of chapter eight, we've got this wonderful uh, confession that the church is built upon—that the faith statement that Jesus is who He is. Then Jesus talks about and predicts His death and suffering, and then after that, we have the Transfiguration, where uh, Peter, uh, James, and John are there. And uh, Peter's, uh, the the glory of Jesus is revealed. Now, it's, it's, an, it's a word we don't really use about much today, his glory. Uh, but one way of talking about that is that is Jesus is revealed for who he really is. Uh, they saw with their own eyes his glory, his wonder, that this is the Son of God. Wow. And Peter actually says, it would be good for us to just stay here, wouldn't it? There's a sermon in that. Um So then after the transfiguration, again, Jesus predicts his own death. He talks about the fact that in order to save humanity, to save the world, he is going to die and be raised to life again. So we have these these three things that are kind of cornerstone uh, foundational things uh, in, in the Christian doctrine, a confession of faith that Jesus is who he is, and the gospel of the fact that he's going to die and be raised to life. And then straight after that, the disciples are arguing about who is the greatest. Don't you think it would be it would be more mindful for them to think, wow, he's going to die, he's going to be raised to life. Wow, we've just seen his glory. Peter's just confessed. Oh, we've now understand. Like, surely, surely that should be the topic of conversation for the disciples. Now let's give the disciples a bit of credit, the disciples lived in a pre, uh, post, pre-resurrection time, didn't they? They didn't know. They didn't know what Jesus was talking about. But you and I, we live in a post-resurrection time. We look over these scriptures. We actually understand the revelation of who Jesus is, the faith statement, the fact that we worship him. And wasn't it great to sing that new song this morning? Uh, of all that Jesus has done, that he is glorified and the gospel that he died for our sins, for the sake of the world and was raised to life to give us freedom and hope for a future. We know that. We declare that. So even more so, shouldn't it be that that's what we talk about? What are we talking about? If I was to do... A top ten list of the of the themes of my topics of conversation, where is Jesus in that top ten? Where is Jesus in your top ten of conversation as you 're walking as you are going, I remember um, it 's amazing how when we think and we line our lives up with the words of Jesus, how sometimes he can completely turn our, our concepts upside down. I remember the first time this type of uh, question was asked. I um, was just out of Bible college and my first uh, role was a youth pastor at a little small Baptist church near where we lived. And uh, it was an interesting time um, Shortly after uh, I became the youth pastor, the, the elders had a had a had trouble with the, the pastor, and there was a bit of a rift, and there was uh, there was some trouble brewing in, in the life of the church, and so much so that the superintendent of the Baptist Union—that's the name for the the guy who's up the top of the the, the structure of the Baptist uh, uh, governance system—the superintendent—it's a funny name, isn't it? Uh, he was asked to come in and to sort out some of the mess that has been going on in the life of the church. And to do this, he sort of worked with the elders and the, the pastor and, and small groups and, and things like that. And one of the things he did was he started with a devotion with the elders. And one of the devotions he did was he said, Imagine yourself on a lake of Galilee in a boat and Jesus is coming, walking to you. What is it that when he gets to your boat you would say to him? It's an interesting devotion, isn't it? What What would you talk about? And uh, everyone sort of wrote down their things and dwelt on it and thought about it and sort of went around in a circle and they all started sharing. And the sharing went something like this, you know, thank you for your creation. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you saved me. Uh, you know, Lord, thank you for the, the empowerment that you give us to be your church. Uh, thank you for your, your spirit that's alive in us. And I'm listening to everyone's answers and I'm sort of looking at mine and I'm starting to feel more and more embarrassed. Um, and then it gets to me and he said, oh, and what did you write? And I wrote, I'm sorry. And he kind of looked at me blankly. It's like, what do you mean you're Sorry. I was like, well, I kind of feel like I'm in the presence of Jesus and I'm looking at my life now and all that I'm doing. And you know, now that he's here and I'm reflecting on him speaking to me, I know that I haven't sort of lived the way that I should, and I wanna do more for him, and I wanna follow him and I wanna be his disciple. I'm I'm sorry that I haven't kind of done all that you I know that you've got for me and he looked at me and he said I've been doing this for 40 years and I've never heard an answer like that and I thought oh great you know <laughs> that'll be right <laughs> young youth pastor who doesn't know anything um, and he said that's the most profound answer I've ever heard and he said thank you for being so honest and I think that's what we need to be doing as as we Come to questions like this, we need to be honest. What are we talking about? What is it that is on our hearts as we go from this place, as we uh, share with our kids around the meal table, as we talk to our neighbours, as we share with those in need, our family members perhaps who don't know Jesus, what are we talking about? What is it that we should be talking about? his glory the gospel the faith that peter declared so as we dwell on that and and perhaps perhaps this morning You know, Jesus is is speaking to you and encouraging you and helping you to see that, that life is short and he has called each and every one of us into his purposes and we as a church to be not only declaring who Jesus is here but in our coming and going. As we walk along the road, what are we talking about? How can the gospel be... Be uh, the agent to be the the medicine in our ever uh, hurting world. <laughs> a friend of mine, this is the thing I was going to share. Um, wrote something on on Facebook and he said the news today seems to be that someone does something slightly controversial, then someone has an issue with it, and then someone has an issue with the person for having an issue with it, and then a politician gets involved and says that the issue isn't an issue and then another politician says like that's the world we live in isn't it isn't that the world that we're seeing opinions uh all all across the place how can our words enter into that sphere how can the gospel of jesus actually make a difference not only in our lives but in the lives of others as we head out of this place Church has left a building from last week. And what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I'm going to invite the music team up now. And um, as they begin to uh, play, you might hear the tune and uh, know this song. I'm going to finish. with a verse from Philippians, and it really leads into this next song, and I hope that it be an encouragement to you. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And perhaps we might add this morning not only to think about them, but to speak about them. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. We're going to sing an older song this morning, and I want it to be a time of ministry. A time where we would be honest and ask the question of ourselves, what are we talking about? How might we lift the language of Jesus in our top 10 themes for this week? As we turn our eyes upon Jesus and the things that we perhaps think might be important seem to actually look dull as we focus on who he is and what he has done for us. So I invite you to, to stand. You might want to kneel. You might want to close your eyes. As you just ask Jesus, a bit like that devotion of me, imagine him here with you asking the question...
2: Uh, thank, thanks, music team. Uh, what a what a great song to finish our service on today. Uh, live streamers, yeah, just trust that you've tracked with us well this morning, and yeah, just felt a part of this service. Um, Sam, thanks for your word, um, straight from the Lord, and really love that that verse in Philippians four as well. That um, whilst we need to focus on what we're talking about, that actually comes from what we're thinking about. So yeah, that was a, that was really good. I re- really like that verse as well. So yeah, um, my my prayer and word of encouragement for you this week is that you just might go out with the absolute assurance that God is with us. Uh, he loves us. He wants to actually be at work through us, um, particularly in the words that we speak. Our words are really powerful, can uh, actually have a very positive impact um, if we speak wisely and just just speak those words that um, God lays on our hearts. so yeah, yeah and just just pray that you will uh, be encouraged, be an encouragement. Um, yeah and it's just been, been great to be together this morning and just look forward to catching up with all of you next week. And, oh, yeah, Sam's just reminding me if you've come and there's a matter for prayer this morning, the prayer team will be waiting in the room just to your right uh, just before you go out the entrance there, uh, first door on the left. Um, Yeah, please, please avail yourself of that as well. So, yeah, God bless you all. Thank you. Bye for now.